Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to a new week of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're tuned in, whatever Super Talk affiliate you listen to or online. We're glad to have you. Coach foot, Head Football Coach Will Hall going to join us here in just a second. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studio at Hattiesburg and Laurel. The full gang is here. The opening segment is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, great supporters of Southern Miss, and, of course, great supporters of our program, and a great place to call this week, and they will cater your tailgate for you this Saturday at The Rock. Later in the show, four tickets to this weekend's uh, showdown with the Tulane Green Wave. We're going to give that away at the conclusion of our conversation with Coach Hall, but let's get right into that first. He joins us each and every Monday, and we're always very, very happy to have him. And, Coach, I know it was a tough night for you and your guys down in Tallahassee, but, uh, you know, you played the what – you may be right, maybe one of the two or three best football teams in the country. And uh, let's uh, let's break it down. Let's, let's start offensively. 258 yards of uh, total offense. I'm going to guess, though, probably at the top of your list what – bothers you maybe the most it were 13 penalties for 90 yards offsetting the 258 yards so um run us through your offensive uh night and uh, tell us your thoughts coach yeah you know six of those penalties were on offense some of them were our young tight ends early and you know that's inexcusable uh we did it in both sides of the ball to have a uh, pre-snap penalty that's something that's being addressed that's not something we do here it's not something that we've all ever done it kind of came out of nowhere uh, it's obviously being addressed. You know, as far as how we move the football, you know what a lot of people need to realize is, you know, we actually move the ball at a better rate than Boston College, Miami, Syracuse, and Louisiana did on them last year. And then we moved it with the same rate that Wake Forest and NC State did, which are nationally ranked teams. My point being is that, you know, we, we move the ball as good on them as a lot of big-time programs that are nationally ranked. NC State, Wake, Miami, those guys. And a really good football team uh, by the NFL scouts that come through our building. Uh, they've got 19 of their 22 starters ranked as being drafted. Uh, so, I mean, it's just an unbelievably talented football team that's playing at a high level and really experienced. But, yes, we'd like to move the ball better. Yes, we're addressing the penalties. That put us behind the chains and really set us back. But, you know, when you look big picture and, and you think about growth and, and things like that, you know, uh, we move the ball better than a lot of big-time teams that they play in their conference. And we think in a lot of ways we took some steps, you know, moving forward 
within our conference and at the group of five level that we can build off of, uh, you know, moving forward. Jerquan Scott played really well at left guard. Frank and Dreek both ran the ball hard and did some good things. Billy had his eyes right and was getting the ball out quickly. Uh, you know, Caston did some good things at receiver. Taquan Henderson showed some good things at receiver. Uh, the young tight end, Justin Reed, grew up again, guys. Man, he was on the edge blocking some guys that are going to be first-round draft picks. And uh, we really think uh, he took steps forward in his growth. So uh, would we have liked to play better? Yes. Would we like to have more yards? Yes. Do we need to fix the penalties? That is going to be fixed. But that's a really good football team. And when you look at it, you know, holistically and objectively, you know, there's some really good football teams that aren't going to move the ball on them near as good as we did. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there's there's some stuff to be gained from it as well. Coach, explain this to me. This was an interesting stat. Uh, and correct me if I, if, I, if I misread the stat, but Florida State dominated the time of possession in the first half. But in the second half, the Golden Eagles held the ball for – 18 and a half minutes. So, I mean, that tells me that, uh, number one, your defense was getting Florida State off the field better, and uh, and your offense was running plays. Yeah, once we settled in, Bob, you know, in the second quarter, second half, you know, the two drives where we didn't have penalties, we drove it and scored. And, uh, you know, and obviously that's, that's self-inflicted wounds, and we've got to address that. We're disappointed in that. Our kids are disappointed in that. We wanted to play better, you know, uh, we were probably overhyped. We knew we were going to have to play above our will to have a chance to win that game. I mean, kids aren't stupid. They know how good that football team is. They know what they're up against. And uh, But when you do have to play above your level a little bit, you, you've got to still have great technique and you can't have self-inflicted wounds. That's hard to do sometimes, right. you know, and uh, and we didn't handle it well, and that's on me as the head coach. and. But we're moving on, man. We're getting back into our group of five element. I feel really good about where we're headed. You know, this has happened to Southern Miss before. You know, in 1996, we had a great football team. They beat us 54 to 10, and we only had 95 yards offense that day. And the next year, in 97, we were the best group of five football team in America. So the sky is not falling. We don't like losing here. Uh, We never will. We'll never accept that. But this has happened to us before at Southern Miss. And, uh, you know, with the way the college landscape is now, when you play games versus, you know, there's about six teams that have a chance to win a national title every year, and this is one of them. And, uh, you know, hopefully one day in these group in these Power Five games we're going to play, you know, some teams that, that aren't, you know, quite that. We're going to pop one, and, and it's going to be a great day for us. All right, Coach, defensively uh, they had 306 yards rushing. I know you gave up a lot more yards than you wanted. What did you, what did you see from a defensive standpoint – uh, against an offense of that caliber? Yeah, you know, we started fast and played extremely physical. We tackled well early. We swarmed the ball. Uh, we played extremely well on third down, Bob. You know, they had to convert three fourth downs on their second drive to right. score. And unfortunately, we played so well on third down, but we couldn't get them off the field on fourth down. Now, you guys saw like that quarterback made three miraculous plays, and he's a great player. And so that, that caused us to kind of get tired and have to stay on the field. I thought it was an awesome game for our young corners. You know, we wanted them to get tested. We said they would, and I thought they stepped to the plate. We won a lot of 50-50 balls that were one-on-one versus two first-round draft pick wide receivers. We were extremely physical at the point of attack. So those are things we're going to be able to grow off of and gain confidence in moving forward. We had mindless, you know, uh, self-inflicted wounds on defense. We had seven penalties, uh, you know, that were four offsides, you know, and – uh Again, you know, that's on me as the head coach. That's not what we do. 
uh, we've we've addressed that. That's going to be addressed. We've got to keep our composure. And uh, but there was a lot of things you can build off of, particularly how we played on third down, how our DBs played versus the best receivers they're going to go against all year. And uh, I think there's a lot of growth we can have in that moving forward, getting back into our element. No question. Well, here's a good here's a good spot. Your field goal kicker is yet to miss a game, so you found yourself a place kicker. And I thought overall your special teams have played well. Yeah, field goal kicker was great again. Snapper and holder were great. Kickoff cover, we really took steps forward. You know, that was a point of emphasis this offseason. We covered our tails off. We tackled them one time on the 17-yard line in kickoff return. We had several great returns by Rambo. Uh, we gave up the surprise onside kick, which should never happen. Uh, you know, we, they caught us off guard right there. Dylan Lawrence left a little early. Again, just a little bit overzealous, trying to get himself in position to block a great player. Uh, that's being addressed and fixed. And in punt, our punt team did pretty well. Bryce was a little inconsistent punting, but Frank Gore, you saw him have two great tackles on punt team. So we thought in the kicking game, you know, there was a lot of growth there as well that can carry over, you know, into into conference play and the rest of the season. Coach, I got to tell you now, I'm a fan. You know that, and uh, so I'm probably speak with some prejudice, but. I don't know. It just seemed to me that so many times we would do things positive. We'd make a positive offensive play, and there'd be some little penalty called. Or it just seemed to me there were a couple of, I thought, ticky-tacky calls against our defense for unsportsmanlike or or late hits. As a fan, it just seems like whenever schools like ours go into these big power stadiums that – Everything seems to go in the direction of the of the home team. Is that is that a fair observation? Well, you know, look, man, Florida State's just way better than we are. You know, and they're way better than you know. They're going to play Boston College this week, and they're going to beat the crap out of Boston College. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, they, they're they're uh, they're just really good, and they expose every issue you have, and. Uh, we had some calls. You know, the, the the intentional grounding on Billy was really tough. That's a vertical read route that everybody in the country throws. He was throwing it as he was getting hit, and the receiver sits down. And, you know, that, that's a common occurrence in college football, and that's a tough penalty. Uh, we bounced a run outside with Frank one time and got a holding call on our receiver. That's not something that normally gets called, but it is what it is, man. We've got to be able to overcome that and, and – uh, you know, versus a team like that, we, we've got to coach better. Our technique's got to be better, and and it is. It, it just is what it is. You right. know, tough, tough, tough day. Coach, I think you. I think you're going to agree with me. We're Southern Miss. We don't make excuses. We're going to buckle up, and we're going to come out there and hit Tulane in the face next Saturday afternoon. Oh yeah, look, guys, we've got a really good football team. Okay, uh, you know. We've got a really good football team that's growing and learning, and we've got a chance in our conference. And uh, we're really looking forward to the rest of this football season. We've got a great opponent coming up this week, and we're going to lay it on the line. And, uh, you know, this season has is, is got a, lot, a bright future in front of it, and we're looking forward to it. I'm excited about the rest of this year. No question. We are, too. Going to continue our football talk with head coach Will Hall. Right on the other side of the break, Kelly and Luke in. We'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back. Campus Bookmart sponsors this segment of the show. Campus uh, Bookmart is a great place to buy your Southern Miss apparel before this Saturday's game. You also go to campusbookmart.net. We're talking to head football coach Will Hall, and he joins us uh, every Monday, and we're very, very glad uh, that he does. Going to give away four tickets to the Tulane game immediately following our conversation with Coach Hall you be the first person to call us at 264-8910, when, when, when the yeah. interview is filled, I'm not going to answer the phone until we're in the commercial break, and we'll hook you up with tickets uh, for this weekend. All right, Coach Hall, let's get in here with uh, Luke Johnson. Hey, Coach, let's talk game plan. Um, you, really, I think, what, first 10 or 11 plays we threw in the air. We knew it was going to be tough to run interiorly. Uh, you you did, were able to get you know some screens and, and uh, some stuff on the edge running with Frank. Kind, kind of tell our listeners, you know, the thoughts about that game plan to come out throwing as much as you did. Yeah, you know, we wanted to get it to Frank on the edge where he had some space to do something with it. Uh, we wanted to get it out quick uh, and, and, and get – you know, a first down or two and get their D-line moving and maybe get them a little bit tired. Maybe they sub and put their second D-line in. That was the plan, uh, you know, instead of just running right into the teeth of, you know, their best asset, which is all those first-round D-linemen they have and those all-conference linebackers. Uh, unfortunately, the penalties kind of set us back. You know, on that, we got behind the chains. Uh, you know, our plan was to go into it on first down and first play of the game and Hit a, hit a hitch, you know, right there. And Ty Mim slipped and fell the first play of the game. And then, you know, we jumped off sides and got behind the chain. So now, you know, we've put ourselves in a bind versus a great football team. We come back the next drive. We hit Caston on a little pass play. He turns and gets a first down, if you remember. And, uh, you know, we kind of off and running and move the football. And then, you know, it's 14 to nothing. And we drive it down. We get inside the 10 yard line and Avery White's wide open for a touchdown, you know, on a wheel route. And that would have made it 14 to seven yeah. right there, guys. And we left it just a little bit short. Uh, and, uh, you know, I mean, I guess those guys just to stay in the game, you, you got to make those plays. So, uh, you know, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Yeah. I was going to ask you specifically about that wheel route. I'll, I'll zoom out just a little bit. I mean, Billy. Uh, like you said, his eyes were up. Uh, he he kind of short armed that one because of the pressure up the middle. What what do you look at your starting quarterbacks? Eleven of thirty four. He was you know he was he was hit all night. He knew that was going to be. But the the learning that Billy Wiles can take away from this game, your conversations with him. I thought that we left Tallahassee Saturday, and our football team said, "Man, we got a quarterback." You know that dude. He stayed in the pocket. Luke, he never vacated the pocket. I think Lee Roberts, he's coming on here in a minute, he would tell you, like, his pocket movement was unbelievable all night. He was never frazzled. And uh, it doesn't get any tougher than that, you know. So uh, I think we definitely took growth from that game moving forward. He'll never play anything in any situation harder than what he had to do Saturday. And uh, we can definitely build off that moving forward for the rest of this football season. I got one more. I'll throw it to Kelly. Yeah, what's your message to the guys? Um, you, you're walking us through all the positives, but I'm I'm saying the guys look at the scoreboard and they see what it said. And as a former player, when when that happened to me, there there is a little doubt that creeps in, and you have to push the you know the doubt out and and, and keep the course. What's kind of been your message to the guys after the game, and and then you know as you guys regrouped yesterday and today? 
Yeah, so, you know, what did we learn from this game? Well, number one, we will not be out hit. You know, they're in the training room today. You know, I've talked to Coach Norville. I mean, they've got guys in the training room. We played hard and we hit them. Uh, we were not that outmatched when we executed. Uh, we were a little bit – we battled in the trenches both sides of the ball. I mean, we really did now. We battled and we rooted and we won some matchups. We we put on a show at cornerback and DB versus the best of the best. Our big message is how are we going to respond? You know, that's what we talk about in our program. We talked about big-time players make big-time get plays and big-time games. Jay Stanley was a big-time player, and he made big-time plays in this game. Jerquan Scott at guard is a big-time player, and he made big-time plays. We had some other young men that didn't show up as much as what we think they should, and I challenged them. And we got a big-time game this Saturday at the Rock versus what was the best group of five football program in America last year, what we want to be in a game that means so much to so many people like you, Luke. I mean, it's a big rivalry game that we're up 24 to 9 in. We want the bell to stay at home. If you're a big time player, then you better make big time plays in this game Saturday or don't walk back in this locker room talking about you're a big time player. If you're a big time player, then make a big play Saturday at the Rock versus Tulane. And uh, that's what we've talked about. We put the Florida State game behind us. Guys, the Florida State game is what it is. Right. You know, people can act like it not is what it is, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Uh, we would have liked to have played better, and we've learned a lot from it. There's some things we can take from it, and uh, and we're certainly going to. Kelly, I just felt like I was listening to Jeff Bauer pregame speech. Take it over. It, and really, when to put it into context, the Florida State game means nothing in your quest for – and I'm just – you know, Coach Hall doesn't even need to comment on this. It has nothing to do with winning the Sun Belt title. And that the Florida State game will have nothing to do in the Sun Belt standings or, or – or, other than you know, taking some positive things and, and learning from them, Coach, you talked about you thought that your team tackled pretty well. Um, there were some there were some plays though that their their athletes man would just seemed like they were just a little step quicker. Uh, and then that's the last I'm going to ask about about Florida State, the kid that that hurdled one of our defenders. You know, going to the end zone, man. They they just, man, they're they're really good athletically. Yeah, I mean, what do you want me to say? I mean, he yeah, yeah, completely no. over our guy trying yeah. to tackle him. I mean, yeah. you know, so, I mean, yeah. I mean, but I thought we did tackle really well early, Kelly. Okay. I thought we played fast and physical. I think Mike Norvell would tell you that. That's all he talked about after the game is how hard we play. He told me that he thought we would be a middle-of-the-pack ACC football team. He thought that if we were in the ACC, we would beat a lot of ACC teams. I agree with you. I think we've got a really good football team that played a team that's going to beat the crap out of a lot of the people, including LSU, and they beat the crap out of us, and we didn't play well. And uh, But I think we've got a good football team. Yeah. I think we're going to show that Saturday, and I think you're going to see that the rest of this year. What do you, what do you think now as, as we shift gears and look toward the wave? Are, are you going to go against their QB1? What, what, do you, what do you think at this point? Well, I've got great respect for their QB1. I love the kid. You know, I love him. I love his family. I love his mother and dad. Uh, Kali, my wife loves him. Uh, my kids love him. Uh, I hope he's well for him. I do. Uh, I don't know the ins and outs of it. You know, obviously we're not all communicating because we're competitors right, right now. We'll communicate after this game. Uh, I don't know if he'll play or not. Their other young man, Kyle Horton's a really good football player as well. He showed that this week versus Ole Miss. They've got a really good offensive line. They've got great skill kids. Jaquan Get Jackson's a dynamic player at receiver. Their defensive line is very comparable to ours. Really, really good defensive line. Number zero, Patrick Jenkins. Number five, Keith Cooper's a great player. Uh, they've got some experience in the secondary. They play sound in the kicking game. 
very mirror images programs. You know, you saw that last year. They had a better season than we did last year. We were in year two of our program there in year seven. Uh, we were able to beat them. But the way we run our program is very similar. It's going to be a physical football game by two of the best group of five football programs in America playing Saturday in the Rock for the Bell. It's going to be fun. Dynamic, dynamics-wise, how is QB1, how is that team different QB1 or QB2, if at all? Oh, they'll run the same exact offense. Uh, you know, Pratt's older and more experienced. He's a four-year starter. Uh, Kai Horton has started several big games for him, and he's going to be a really good football player. So they just lose a little bit of experience. Kai has probably got a stronger arm than Pratt. Pratt's probably a little better runner if he's healthy. Uh, but they're both really good players. Was it, Was there something in the second half against Ole Miss that you saw that allowed the Rebels to, to pull that one out down there? Well, you know, Tulane had a fourth down conversion where they got it, and then they went and reviewed it, and they overturned it. Uh, you know, when Ole Miss scored to make it 30, when Ole Miss scored to make it a two-score game late, Tulane called the perfect blitz. They had a guy come scot-free off the edge to sack the quarterback, and Ole Miss's quarterback made him miss. And, you know, if that kid makes that tackle, that whole game's probably different. It was a really good football game. Yeah. You know, uh, you know Tulane was right there to beat them. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's, uh, you know, they're, they're a good football team, and it's going to be a great game Saturday. All right, Coach, a few seconds left. How is our team physically? We could we come out of Florida State with any injuries that concern you? We came out good. You know, we ended up subbing in the second half, getting our good players out because we've got bigger fish to fry this season. Uh, we played a lot of our younger kids late, and that's, that's another reason why the score kind of kept escalating as it was because, you know, we got a big game this week. And uh, we've got a big game. We've got, and then we get into conference play, Bob. And uh, you know that's what this season is about for us and the future of our program. And uh, what what everybody that's affiliated with Southern Miss needs to be concentrating on. So uh, we came out pretty good. We really did. Like I said, I thought we hit them. I thought we were extremely physical, uh, and we learned a lot from it. And now we've got the rest of the season to move forward on, and we're certainly looking forward to it. Coach, we do have bigger fish to fry, Bob. Co- we do. Yeah. Co- Coach, it's, it's games like Saturday that is what we all look so forward to. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great atmosphere, a great rivalry, and uh, we want you to extend uh, to all of your guys uh, our total support and let them all know we're looking forward to watching the Golden Eagles back on the field uh, Saturday at 3 o'clock. Well, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all our fans. Please come out and support us this week. we got a chance to have a really good season, and we've got a really good football team, and this will be two of the best group of five football programs in America playing at the Rock. We need to get it rocking, and uh, when I'm looking forward to rolling it out there and showing what we can do on Saturday. See you at practice, Coach. All right, see you guys. Thanks, man, all to right. the top. Coach Will Hall, everybody, head football coach. Lee Roberts normally joins us. I asked Lee. We're going to push that interview back until tomorrow this week. Because Kelly was in Tallahassee, and I'm very interested to hear uh, some of the things that uh, Kelly saw and heard. All right, let me give you a reminder. 601-264-8910. Be the first to call. I'll give you four tickets to the football game Saturday. Hang on, everybody. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I want to thank head football coach Will Hall for joining us. Uh, you know, we had no doubt he would, and we look forward to having him every Monday. 
We also talk to our good friend Lee Roberts every Monday. This week, we're going to push that back to Tuesday for a reason I'm about to tell you. But I just don't want to, I do want to reemphasize what a nice guy I am. I just felt sorry for all the phone callers. And so I gave two sets of tickets away, Kelly. I shouldn't have done it. I know, I know. Richard Sullivan, four tickets to the game Saturday. Greg Berg, four tickets to the game Saturday as well. We're going to give away four tickets every day, all week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we've got 12 more tickets we're going to give away this week uh, to the Tulane game. And watch me scare these two guys. We know where those tickets are. And if those seats are empty Saturday, you guys are in trouble. Kelly will be up there <laughs> looking for you with Dr. <laughs> That's All right. right. Now, Kelly was also in Tallahassee. What would you call it? Tallahassee? Yes. <laughs> in Tallahassee, Florida. And from what I heard, and uh, he and I had a long phone conversation yesterday morning. From what I heard, he could have conceivably been thrown out, could have conceivably been beat up by Florida State fans. That was probably closer, yeah. Uh, so what did you do to upset so many people, Sander? Well, well can, I, can I start on a positive note with Florida yeah, State? Briefly. All right, the band, the Florida State band, you know, and, and Luke, you, you told me, you said, man, the, the football atmosphere is, is going to be spectacular. And it was, and it was. Of course, the weather was nice, nice cool night, really, com- comparatively, you know, Osceola comes out with the flaming thing that they throw down. and But the band at Florida State played the Southern Miss fight song, faced us over there in the corner and mm. played the – which I thought, you know, that's, that's pretty uh, – uh, That's all we're going to say nice about them. Now, why did you yeah. almost get thrown out Well, first, beat up? First of all, and I expected Will Hall to handle it with class. He always does. It ticked me off that they kicked the onside kick. Low class. I mean, you're you're up. Your your team is is better. You probably have a pretty good indication that that your team is significantly better. And then you pull an onside kick. I don't know that that didn't sit well with me. So so I stood up and I just said, you know, in front of the Florida State fans, I said, why don't we go rape and pillage some nuns while while we're at it? <laughs> that went over really well. Oh, <laughs> you know, that's why, Kelly Sander, and we will post his yeah. cell phone number well, a little later. So. Why don't why don't you, why don't you sit down and shut up, Tubbs? <laughs> 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 and look, when there were about ten of them, I said, "You sat down and shut up." I did. I, I sat down and and I, and I shut up. Um, you know that that kind of you know and and your point about every time Southern Miss did something right, you know, a flag, you know, that, came, that's and sad. I know it was sixty six. I get it. I get it. But um, and here here's the deal, Bob. And 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 other than other than me running my big mouth, which I shouldn't have. All right, but I was passionate. Um, the the stadium, you know, it's it's. I think if it's not the structure that has the most consecutive bricks, I think it, it might be the structure with the most consecutive bricks ever built, or something like that. But um, you know, the the band was everybody was was pretty receptive. The the pregame atmosphere, you know, around the different areas, the the bars and nightclubs and stuff around there they were all you know very very busy and the southern miss alumni association had a nice tent set up there and there was a good a good uh southern miss fans should be proud there were there was a lot of black and gold folks there it was it was a good time um but and i'm gonna sound like a soccer mom when i say this and i don't mean that to be necessarily derogatory but but these words you will rarely hear me say it's just not fair it's not it's it's not it's just not not not. fair to send our guys down there to and i mean as good as our and you're gonna and i think i 
I think you're going to see that that we have a good football team. But when you're going to war against Sherman tanks and all you've got are are spears and trash can lids, you no, know, you make such a great point. Look here, here's an example of the great point Kelly made. Georgia, Georgia plays Ball State in football. LSU plays Grambling. I mean. But you see what happens when, when these Power 5 schools match up against schools their own side. Ask Texas A&M. Ask the, the dark underworld over in Tuscaloosa what can happen. Will we ever see an end to this, this financial sacrifice of group of five schools, Luke? Because it needs to stop. I mean, when you are a group of five school that leaves a conference and loses money, uh, because of that, you've got to make it up in other areas. If you're selling out the rock, like packing it out, selling it out, you're still only a third of what Doak Campbell had, you know, a little over a third. And so it's not just TV money. TV, TV money has escalated it, but uh, is, has really, you know, thrown it into the stratosphere. But yeah, I mean, that's that's where it, it widened out. <clears throat> I would be cool with us playing our P5 teams because, like, Mississippi State's a nine-win SEC school, but they're in a mid-range P5. They're not, you know, they're not elite like right. they'll play this year and right. Ohio State next year. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've done Kentucky. You know, Missouri would be cool. I think a trip back to South Carolina would be cool. You know, and and now with some of the scheduling, you know, issues with uh, with the Pac-12, uh, you know, falling apart, Oregon State would be a cool trip. You know, stuff like that. Uh, Troy played at Kansas State. No, you know, agree, we, we played Kansas yeah, in the past. But what what you're looking at is, you know, you got 1.5 million this this year. I mean, that that goes a long way. You know, in in our our budget, our budget somewhere at 25, 26. So so one game got you, you know, a, a 125th of your your budget it it's one of those things that you have you just have to do now the fact is the way it works this year you know we're playing two two p5 schools so you would think if you got two two power five schools on there um but but here's the thing guys when this game was scheduled nobody right. knew that norvell was going to win 10 and then be a national tighter contender the next the, yeah, the actual trajectory had made florida state a a mid-range power five that's right. You know, the, the trip to Miami last year, you kind of understand that. Great point he just made. You know, uh, somebody, I forget who said, now playing Kansas State. Uh, Power 5 school, you could probably go hang with Kansas State. You could probably go hang with North Carolina. Miami, too. I mean, we, yeah, with we, Miami. we play with Miami. So yeah, it, yeah. There, there is some name recognition. But, I mean, next year, I, I'm going to do my best to go to Columbus. But, I mean, that that is an elite school. You knew they were elite when you scheduled them. You knew what you're getting into. Yeah, Kelly. And and if you go, you know, I said if you want to slam dunk, you know, uh, Power Five schedule Iowa State. You know, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's a Power but, Five school you could probably beat. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but well, beat no, but but uh, but yeah. No, I guess it just comes down to expectations. But based on our conversation right. yesterday morning, I, I gather you thought overall the Florida State fan base was pretty classy, and the band obviously was. They, yeah, seems to be the only thing that lacked class was the head football coach kicking an onside kick up twenty eight. Well. It rubbed me the wrong way before you before you start talking stuff, Kelly. It, it that rubbed me the wrong way, but that was the third kickoff of the game for them. And if if 
I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the tape. If Lawrence bailed the previous two kickoffs and somebody's just handing it to you, you you got to do it. And I don't like it. I don't like it. But I'm what I'm simply saying is I am thankful that happened so that doesn't happen in in an early third quarter game coming out of halftime against South Alabama, Troy, or Appalachian yeah. State. Well, in the in the interest of being fair, I will go back many years. Luke may not have been born then, but we were playing Ole Miss and Jackson. And we were stomping them pretty bad. And I think it was either 14 or nothing or 21 to nothing. And we kicked an onside kick. And then on the next play, Reggie threw a bomb. And I thought it was fantastic. It didn't bother me nearly as much as the game Saturday Interesting night. how that how that works, <laughs> isn't it? You know, and, and they're they're marketing, you know, on on their big video board, you know, you can they have a live camera uh, backstage, so to speak. So Mike Norvell comes out of the dressing room by himself where he's flanked by three highway patrolmen, right? Oh, isn't that impressive? And then right behind them come, you know, these big and I'm sitting there going, Does Mike Norvell really need three highway patrolmen when he's got guys behind him that are six eight, three forty? One would think, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we run out, we've got about a minute and 15 seconds. Uh, I'll go around the horn. We'll start with Luke and Kelly. On a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfying was it to hear that Texas beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa? Luke? Yeah, I mean, it's good for college football. And uh, the fact that Sarkeesian did what only you know two other guys had, had done, that was satisfying in the sense of I like parody. And I like even Power Five parity, and uh, wait to have to see if you know if the argument this week is is Texas back or is Alabama going down. That's that's waits to be seen. Well, Clemson's Clemson's going down. Kelly, what do you think? One to ten. Oh, you know you know what's the best part about it? It's not the game. It's not the score. It's that toward the end of the game when they give you the crowd shots, and the Alabama fans are like. Oh my God! How could this be happening? They've got the what is that? The defeat Cobra or whatever they do, they, and they're got... crying and they're booing in the stands, and you want to scream. It is a college football game. Right. You know what this means? This means that Walmart better reshape their inventory oh, yeah. because yeah. there's going to be a lot less Correct. bandwagon. Tied shirts yeah. that are bought in the next couple weeks. They'll be bailing fast, buddy. They'll be bailing and, fast. And you know, we talked about that, and I know we're going to break here quick, but that, that Florida State quarterback <laughs> is pushing 26 years old. Yes. And, I mean, you got – and our team's like a lot of freshmen and sophomores. you got grown men literally playing against our well, young enjoy men. it at Florida State because at 26, I don't think the NFL is going to come call there, it. There's a dude from NC State. This is eighth year. Eight. And why would they go get a real job? when they can come back and play another year for 400000 in NIL money. So Southern Miss loses to the first professional team on the schedule right, this year. Right. Tulane is next. We're back to college football Saturday. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Monday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, recap of the weekend. Soccer wins 6 to nothing at home against Nichols. The uh, Lady Eagles uh, pick up their third win of the season, 3-4 and four overall. 
Adara Nakano with a hat trick, three goals, and then uh, Tay Cullum with her first career goal. Lady Eagles knock off Nichols six uh, to nothing and get ready to open up Sunbelt play this coming Sunday at 2 p.m. against who, guys? South Al. There you go. State law, apparently. Yeah. There we go. So uh, Lady Eagles improved to three and four. Volleyball doesn't lose a set in two matches against Nichols and Mississippi Valley State over the weekend. Lady Eagles uh, win both of those matches three to nothing. In the first match against Nichols, Mia Wesley and Reagan Linen combined for 32 kills in uh, that game. Lady Eagles will head to Memphis and uh, take on Little Rock, Memphis, and Arizona State this weekend in the Bill Street Challenge. Finally, golf um, this weekend out at the Argent Financial Classic in down in uh, Louisiana. Right now, the Eagles are tied for fourth. They were in third. UAB just went up. But uh, Eagles right now tied for fourth place, which, guys, makes them about, I don't know, eight spots ahead of guess who? South Al. There you go. (laughs) So uh, Troy also in that tournament. Louisiana Tech, UT Arlington, Uh, Central Arkansas right above uh, the Eagles. All right, Sunbelt this weekend. Somebody took a breath. Were y'all going to say something? I was just going to say, some Southern Miss fans are saying, you know, you can't get to hell without going through South Al first. We could play in the tournament in China in the first round (laughs) of South South Alabama. Sunbelt conspiracy. All right, Sunbelt this weekend. Troy lost on the road to Kansas State by a score of 42-13. to Appalachian State, for the third straight time, gave North Carolina every bit of what they wanted, got beaten overtime 40-34. to uh, Mac Brown basically saying in the postgame that he never wants to play the Mountaineers again. That's that's what <laughs> what he said. But uh, James Madison comes back and defeats Virginia 36-35 to with Virginia Tech losing. The Dukes now officially run. Uh, the state of Virginia. UTSA defeats Texas State 20-13 to in San Antonio. Marshall uh, defeats East Carolina on the road 31-13. to South Alabama takes care of Southeast Louisiana at home 35-17. Georgia Southern puts up 49 points and beats UAB by two touchdowns 49-35. Coastal Carolina defeats uh, the Fighting Rich Rods of Jacksonville State 30-16. to Georgia State over UConn 35-14. Memphis blows out poor Arkansas State, but they did score this week, 37-3. Monroe takes care of Lamar at home, 24-14. And the only one that we all missed, Old Dominion defeats Louisiana hard at home, 38-31. That's so hard play. You well, guys are 10-3 and three through one week one. I'm 11-2. I, I said uh, that on the downside, Louisiana's not going to be near as good as people thought they were, but I thought they were better. Well, than, I thought they were going to be better than Old Dominion. But I got four words for you, Kelly, and I never thought I'd say this on the radio show. How about those Cowboys? Let me tell you something. They look good last they night. They look championship good, didn't they? I don't think they could beat Florida State. But <laughs> But, you know, well, their players aren't quite as not as highly paid. Set as yeah. they are. They looked of all the NFL football I watched yesterday, and I did watch a lot. They look like the best. Team I'm kind of pulling, NFL. you know, not only because Brownlee is on the Jets. I'm kind of pulling for the Jets tonight. You know, I'm kind of pulling for Aaron Rodgers and and yeah, the Jets to to compete in that division. And I tell you what, Luke, I was real proud yesterday when I I watched the uh, Philadelphia uh, New England game, which was a really it was really proud to see Quez Watkins starting for the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, that's yep. big time. Good stuff. Like Natron Brooks actually uh, made made the active roster 
for the Falcons yesterday. Didn't record a statistic. Of course, Eric Scott was was out there. Brownlee tonight on Monday Night Football. Uh, but, yeah, Quez, of course, uh, well, this is his third year as a starter, yeah, so one of the most dynam- dynamic offenses. But, yeah, I expect to see I – was, I was excited about that, Kelly. Uh, Brooks got called up, I think, like Friday maybe. So pretty cool week one, Golden Eagles out there. And I thought I thought he was going to make that, you know, be on that team at some point. And Jason Brownlee, we were talking about him. He was actually featured in a couple of episodes of Hard Knocks, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the Jets. was actually at the Alcorn game. I saw him on the, on the sideline down in the end zone talking to some people before the game. They told me he was on the practice squad. Right. But, but he got called up. Right, right. 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 So and Kelly, I'm sorry. Boy, the Bengals just yeah, stink, sorry, stink, Kelly. stunk I, yesterday. So the three million dollar per game man just didn't produce, huh? Well, see what happens. You Do sign? you have to refund part of the three mil when you play terrible, like you said he did? Well, normally you would, except he'd want his share of uh, tax money back as well. That Uncle Sam gets half of it, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. David Carr throws for three hundred and five yards in his debut. I think the Saints, Saints look solid. They look, the defense looks solid. Offense needs to score more, but one point wins a one point win. And yeah, Joe, but you know, look, they're playing a tough team, man. The Titans are no pushover. When Derrick Henry starts running, get out of the way. That's got to be what Jim Brown looked like back in the day, man. And Joe Biden has predicted who he thinks will win the Super Bowl the Duluth Eskimos. <laughs> <laughs> yes, led by Bronco Nagurski. Yeah. We would be remiss if we didn't say that we do recognize today is 9-11. Yes. This is a sports talk show, but we're very cognizant of the significance of this day. And, and you know, we, we continue to think about all of those who, who lost people they love 22 years ago today. I will play. never forget it. No, I'll never forget it either. Until tomorrow, everybody. Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.